Hey there, my name is Shane Craddock, and this is the Inner Edge podcast, where I share a different take on how to lead and live a sustainable, high-performance life. Over the course of different episodes, I'm going to challenge the belief that tension, stress, and struggle are essential to success and creativity. My experience is that there's an easier way, there's a better way, and indeed, there's an essential way that we need to explore for the times that we live in. So let's go ahead, let's jump in and explore. Hi there. Uh, Welcome to today's podcast, which I'm calling Silicon Valley, MIT and the mind. And I think this might be, maybe I should have added on part one there because I'm going to, over the next few episodes, maybe share some different uh, explanations for how I see the mind working. And I'm going to lead us into this element of it by talking about something that is, I guess, I would say quite popular um, from a leadership entrepreneurial creativity point of view especially in silicon valley and um, there's all sorts of angles on it however uh, especially for leaders um very very important in terms of the the world that we're moving into now and especially for the next decade where there's going to be an exponential uh, growth in technology and disruption because of the convergence of technology so the critical part that i want to talk about here um is intention, intention. Now, a few years ago, I think it was about maybe six, seven years ago, I was fortunate enough to get over to a program in MIT, which was focused around creativity, innovation, and leadership. And the hosts of the program at MIT were uh, exploring ways for the current time that we live in. And uh, definitely, uh, they were probably a little bit ahead of their time in terms of they were saying that the existing model at that time, six, seven years ago, wasn't working. If you looked at the overall uh, key metrics for the world as a whole, for society as a whole, um, probably not, even though there's major improvements and things like poverty, poverty, still not not an ideal model. And so, as you know, in business, you know, the model very much is a huge topic of discussion. A lot of value can be on the model. um, And the model is only as good until it for as long as it works when it doesn't work well then you got to move on to find a new model what we're not always clear about though is that your mind is always creating models and that was part of this exploration now they came at it from a very academic point of view there was about 80 people from around the world who had gathered um it was quite intense there was a lot of information shared over about a week um, and i think everybody's brains was literally fit to explode by the end of of the program Certainly, you know, the conversation was very much around enjoying what was discussed, but it was because it was academic, done with obviously the top university in the world. um, The quality of the information was very, very good, but there was just a huge amount of it. And so on the last day, there was a very healthy discussion with the main host um, who threw threw it open to the floor to ask any questions. And I was lucky enough to get to ask a question. And my question to him was simple because we were joking at our table that there was so much information. I said, listen, Great week, really enjoyed it. There's so much here to take in. If there's only you know one or two key points that you think are absolutely essential for us to be walking out of the room with here today, what are those one or two things? And his answer hugely impressed me for a couple of reasons, which I'll explain in a second, but also the way that he answered it actually was quite interesting. Because I'd never seen anybody do what he did next, which was he closed his eyes and he looked down at the floor so his head was kind of moving towards the floor and he didn't speak for what's must have been about maybe two minutes which in a room full of 80 people at a conference or an event like that that's a little bit unusual but he was obviously taking his time and part of 
what MIT have been finding in this area around the next level of model for creativity, innovation, leadership is the power of having a clear mind, the power of being able to be present genuinely in the moment. Um, you could say it's almost the opposite of what it is for most business leaders right now, because I think most business leaders would say is, you know, busy mind is probably the, the standard. So, so what they're finding is that the opposite is actually true for the real breakthrough innovations and creative leaps, even performance leaps. So when he opened his eyes and he looked back over to me, he came out with two answers. And the first answer he said was, the power of intention is very real. It's very real. And he said, I've spent the last, I think he said, 15, 16 years at the time researching some of the best and biggest companies in coming out of Silicon Valley. Um, and he's also then taken some of his findings and applied them with different organizations around the world. And he said a lot of his colleagues in the university would probably still laugh at him for saying this. And he said he is working on improving it, but he knows himself from what he's seen. They said the power of intention, he said, is very real. So if you have an idea and you can see in your mind that, no, this, I can make this work, he said that is hugely powerful. And then the second point he said was if you can find a small group of people to be naive enough to get around that person and say, let's go for it, let's do it. He said, then you will definitely accelerate that process. And of course, if you think about it, like every great business started off with one person probably with an idea, maybe one or two people with an idea, and they got enough people around them to say, hey, let's go make it happen. And it's not easy to do, but that is the power of intention with, I guess, sweat and effort. Um, but there is a kind of a danger as well in that. So to me, in my experience, for example, I've been amazed, absolutely amazed at what some of my clients have been able to do. I mean, I've seen it, I'm lucky enough in my own life where I feel I've been able to get an intention and then make it happen. And that's our nature as human beings, I believe, is that we're engineered to create, to succeed once we understand it. Um, and I, I'm thinking here of one client at the moment who a couple of years ago, sorry, about five or six years ago, he wrote out, I think about a dozen things that he had as goals, all of which seemed um, very difficult to achieve. And last, it was last year, actually before the pandemic, when we were having a meeting, he literally came across that file and, and stopped because he hadn't looked at it for a while. And literally everything on the list had been achieved. And that, again, is the power of intention. Uh, you could say the power of maybe being focused on, on outcomes. But a lot of that for him really was down to, uh, is down to the way that he actually thinks, the way he uses his mind, right? Because the mind at the end of the day is an asset to you. It's the center of creating uh, your experience in life is also a hugely valuable tool if we understand how to use it. And I have genuinely seen, you know, many clients achieve the impossible just by not letting go of their intention. They just, they just locked onto it like a missile. I've seen clients sell businesses when others said it wasn't possible. I've seen others create successful businesses, achieve awards, go personal. I've seen them change and improve their health, uh, create better relationships, one guy actually, you know, his name is Chris Levine, incredible visual artist that I worked with for a few years. He was just relentless about his specific intention about getting one of his works uh, where he had done a hologram of the Queen. And he was just convinced he could get it onto Time magazine, the cover, which to me is just an outrageously uh, big, hairy, audacious goal. I mean, how do you do that? But he was just very relentless in his mental approach to it himself and did achieve it so you can check that out online at uh, the time magazine cover actually i think that original 
the original work of art, I think, is called Lightness of Being. It was a portrait of uh, the, the current queen, which I believe is now in the Tate Gallery. Anyway, that aside, they're all grand and big, but from my experience, even the best of the best can get cut out, especially if you're not clear as to, you know, why or how your mind works. You know, a lot of the time people, they just don't seem to realize even how they've achieved their success, which is very often sometimes why imposter syndrome is around them, because they just don't understand how have I landed here when a lot of other people seem perhaps to be better, but I've seemed to be managed here, not understanding that actually it's really to do with how they're using their mind. Very often that's unconscious. But let's just say, for example, that your intention, you don't have an intention, not clear on what the vision is, or maybe because of what's going on even with the pandemic, that this mental fog has come in and in your head, it's kind of scuppered what you thought your plan was, uh, which I've seen with many people over the last few months. So in that case, I would say you still use the same mechanism, but you just forget about the, the big one or the one that you had, let it go. And if it's just about survival right now, well, then that becomes an intention. You know, for some people, success is going to be just to be here at the end of the year uh, when others aren't. So you do what you have to do to survive. Or it could be as very simple as just getting through the day and actually getting through the day with a smile on your face as opposed to walking around with the weight of the world on your shoulders, even though you might be in a very difficult situation. Because it is possible actually to be lighter in a difficult situation. And sometimes success is just getting through the day. I've had those situations myself where it's like, do you know what? Forget that goal. Forget that intention. My focus is just for today, narrow the focus if there's fog, if there's mental fog, narrow the focus, just get through the day, maybe in a better mood, get one or two or three things done. And something that I learned very much coming out of depression uh, was when uh, the counselor simply suggested to me something that actually activates the power of intention in your mind, where he suggested, look, to give your mind something else to think about other than all your troubles and your problems that are in your mind, why don't you pick out seven to eight areas of your life and set one to two goals in each and go after those? And that's what I did obsessively. Now, there is a danger with that, which I'm going to talk about in the very next episode, because there is a watch out on it, which I see a lot of driven uh, leaders falling into this trap. Okay. But then the other thing is, I suppose, think about this now. How clear is your intention right now? Like, what is it? Do you need to change your intention? Are you happy that it's serving you? Do you feel that you're energized by it? Does your mind say, you yeah, know, it's it's the right one? Or do you need to maybe review it? For example, maybe your mind is on the wrong intention. Maybe it's on a problem. What, what about moving it to a desired outcome? And then if you're in a leadership capacity, definitely, definitely think about this question. What about your lieutenants? What about your team? How clear are they on their intentions over the next month, for example, or even the next week? And that you could say in a business language is, well, what are the top one to two outcomes? Because you'd be shocked, maybe you wouldn't, you'd be shocked, certainly my job, at just over the last few months with the pandemic and all the disruption, people just seem to have stopped doing the basics of saying, right, you know what, there's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of volatility, but for the next week or the next month, here are the top one or two outcomes, top priority areas, let's sync on this every week, but this is where we're going to go. That is hugely beneficial to anybody because most people at the moment are just like a cork in the sea, just bobbing around with whatever way the current goes. So in the next episode, though, I suppose this is part one of maybe a part two, and I'm going to start over the coming episodes, explain more and more um, about how the mind works and even what it is, like what is the mind? All right. Now, and by the way, if you just do me a small favor, if you do like what you're hearing, please do subscribe. It does help me. Um, and then you might also share it with somebody else who might appreciate it, because I'm hoping that the way I'm doing this um, will help and assist you as a leader in what is definitely a challenging time. 
And I think, you know, the next decade is certainly going to, I just believe what I'm looking at in terms of trends, especially technology, is that there's going to be more disruption. We'll come out of the pandemic, but that's not the end of the volatility and uncertainty, unfortunately. So in regards to today and this episode, the takeaway for me is your intention matters hugely. So what is yours right now? Not just for your business, but also for your personal life. It matters. Where you put your focus directs your mind. Okay, so can you revise your intentions to be better? So a question to ask yourself is, how clear is your intention? You know, are you using your mind in that way? Or even where is your where is your intention right now? Is it more in terms of what's annoying you or what the problems are? Or could you put in a little bit of work to clarify, well, right now with where I'm at, this is what I'd like my intention to be. And to spend a little bit of time seeing that in your mind, to imagine it, to use your mind for what it was engineered for, which is to help create some intentions. But again, the watching out point is if an intention becomes an obsession and until if you fall into the trap of thinking, well, until I get what I want, I'm not going to enjoy life. I'm not going to be happy. My advice is I would rethink the way you're looking at. And then I think a third element around intention is in my experience of working with leaders and, you know, people who have achieved actually great things and great people. Very often, though, when I get in to talk to them first, what you realize the intention is very narrow. It's just about them. It's about making more money or getting a certain award or getting a business a certain side or selling the business a certain level. Um, it could be anything like that, but very often it's just about them. And very, what you'll see in their mind is when you get into it is they'll say, no, I'm doing it for my family and everything else. But the reality is in their mind, actually they're not. And they haven't really thought through what's the intention for the other side of this? What's the intention for your health? What's the intention for your relationships? What's the intention for your family and the things you want to do? So hopefully that for you is food for better thought. Bye.